Let's go. Had Let's a chance, go. but you blew it, blew it, blew it. Man, I'm great. Move on, baby, who this, who this, who this. Girl, you're messing with the wrong one. Now I'm flexing cause I'm on one. I'm on one. Flex, 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 flexing on. Flex, 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 flexing on you. Welcome to MBA University. It's the best time of year. Um, today is Sunday, March 17th. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Um, but more importantly, it is Selection Sunday. How are you feeling, Zach? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm a little tired, I'm not going to lie, but I'm just getting ready to hit my second wind right here. Yeah. Yeah, we both stayed up pretty late watching the games, getting stuff ready. Um, but we're definitely going to jump in today and do our own little selection Sunday, give you a preview of what to expect later today um, and what we think is going to be the bracket. Um, so with that, do you want to jump right in? Well, first I have a quick trivia question for you, then we can get right in. I was holding out on you Uh-oh. so you wouldn't prepare for this. But we, we talked about, um, our last podcast, we talked about how hard it is for a one seed to win their conference tournament. So I just want you to take a guess of how many one seeds have won um, there's been 25, unless I counted wrong, there's been 25 conference championship games so far, conference tournaments. Uh, how many one seeds do you think have won their bracket so far? The last time it was two. I am going now to... we're at two out of 12, I believe. So from there, Villanova won. And... All right, don't do the math. Just take it. <laughs> I'm going I'm to say five. <laughs> five total or five more one? Five total. Actually, they had a pretty good day. They got they were eleven for twenty five right now. Oh wow! But still, that's below fifty percent. Some <laughs> of these teams, the teams winning are like five, six seeds that are like below five hundred in conference and just straight out left field. So, regardless, if you pick a one seed every year, you're gonna lose. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's not good odds for a one seed. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so. Now I'm ready. I just want to give you that quick trivia fact. Is that what that 11 for 25 thing is yep. on our Google sheet? <laughs> <laughs> forgot, I forgot I wrote that there until I told you to look at it. Let me just get rid of that real quick. <laughs> I was like, look at you using your vision to, to help you out. I thought that if was you the, said, huh? If you guessed 11 for 25, I was going to be at suspicious. So. <laughs> I was like, these games are not being played on November 25th. <laughs> One can hope they'll be played until then. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so I guess we can start with unveiling our overall number one seeds, or, or one seeds, and then we'll get right into a bracket. Let me ask you, could your one seeds possibly change with the results that could come today, which would be like the Big Ten, uh, American Athletic, and those are the really important ones. Well, SEC. Oh, yeah, but I feel like that's for I, I don't know. Mine wouldn't change with NC, but... Uh, I well, I know, like, Jay Billis, um, a lot of guys have no SEC, no SEC teams in their, in their one seeds, um, but I know for us, we, we think a little differently than that. Um, but I, I don't think anything really changes. Um, I think the top two seeds are pretty cemented in there. Um, and then it's really just going to come down to positioning, I think, for um, the, the second two, who, who's ahead of who. So uh, I don't think anything really changes today for me. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, he was, Billis was outwardly like, aggressively saying that 
conference tournaments shouldn't really matter with seeding. Like, it, he was basically saying if uh, if you thought Gonzaga was a one seed, and Lenardi said the same thing, kind of. If, if you thought Gonzaga was a one seed before they played the final of their conference tournament, then you should still think they are. I, I pretty strongly disagree with that because I understand you can have a slip-up and everything, but if you play in a weak conference, you don't win your conference. If you look at Washington, if you look at... Uh, I got nothing off the top of my head. BCU, I guess. Yeah. Um, they're they're going to drop a lot in terms of seeding because they didn't win their conference. So just because you're a number one seed and you don't win your conference doesn't mean you just can stay that number one seed because people think you're the top four best, especially when you have a team like Tennessee, Kentucky behind you. Michigan State possibly could, could climb there if they win again today. Um, and then you have your ACC schools. So And the bad bad thing for Gonzaga is they have head-to-head losses against Tennessee, against North Carolina. And really, if if they didn't beat Duke when Duke was at full strength at the beginning of the year, uh, their resume is drastically different. Yeah, for sure. I mean, going through Gonzaga's schedule, you look at an average college fan won't recognize 75% of their schedule. Um, and, And I think, obviously, they have a ton of talent. I mean... Rui, Brandon Clark, I think, are two of the best front court players in the in the country, um, and Josh Perkins playing there for ten years, I think, really helps them. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do think they it kind of falls off after Norvell. I mean, they have Corey Kispert, but wait, you forgot my favorite player. <laughs> I didn't even realize. I, I oh, wasn't even you didn't realize. It. He's on the team, Digit. That's interesting how that works out. Hmm. Yeah, he's he's a poor man's Dean Wade. Let's just say that. Get the hell out of here. That's a rude to Dean Wade. <laughs> Reason he's poor. <laughs> Broke. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, Gonzaga has, has a ton of talent, but the way Tennessee played yesterday, um, the way Kentucky has been playing, uh, I don't think they're ahead of those two teams. And then, UNC has really turned it on um, in 2019, so um, I don't know. I, I don't, despite their record, despite, as Bill is like to say, their body of work, um, I think there are four better teams than Gonzaga out there. Yeah, and I mean, we're not trashing Gonzaga by any means. This team is full potential to go win a national championship. I wouldn't be surprised, um, but I, by not winning their conference tournament, I don't think they should be a one seed just because of the body of work. So, spoiler alert, we don't have him as a one seed in our bracket. Um, so, with that being said, we'll, we'll start things off. Our overall number one seed, I promised I didn't include any bias because I waited until the end of last night. But we have, I, at least I have, and I think Michael agrees that uh, Duke is the overall number one, um, which would give them their choice of re- a region, which would give them Washington, D.C. So, that's a lot of bias in that one. I'm really <laughs> hoping that works out today. So we can hopefully see them in the Sweet 16 Elite Eight. Um, but then in in descending order, we have Virginia as the number two, so second, number one, I mean, so second, number one. Um, and then Tennessee, and then North Carolina. So we did end up with three ACC schools on our one line. Um, if you do it based on who you think the four best teams in the country are, uh, honestly, those are my four best teams in the country. But also, I think resume-wise, it stacks up. Um, I think you can make the argument for Kentucky, you can make the argument for Michigan State, you can make the argument for Gonzaga, but outside those three teams, I'm not sure there's another argument to be made. Texas Tech. Yeah, but losing <laughs> so soon. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just <laughs> I want to make the argument for Texas Tech, I promise. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I have um, Kentucky as my fourth best team but still have UNC as the fourth one seed um, just for how things uh, sort of shook out at the end of the season. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's a clear-cut top six. Yeah, um, which we've said, what, since the first college podcast we did this year? Yeah, and I'm not – I kind of fallen off quite a bit on Michigan State despite how they've been playing. Um, I just – just feels like something's missing there for me at least. Oh. I think Michigan State has no shot to win a national championship, but they also have the most quadrant one wins in college basketball and have beaten Michigan twice, possibly a third time today. So, I mean, just by the fact of how many wins they have and a depleted roster the whole time doing so, 
uh, they're going to make their own argument. But oh, for sure. uh, Tom Izzo, if he doesn't make the Sweet 16 this year, I think that's four years in a row. Uh, and he's been a top two seed every year. So uh, there might be some pitchforks coming out in East Lansing if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, their, um, their combined record in the past three tournaments is two and three. So, I mean. Not good. It's, and especially since they were a two and three seed at, in 2016, 2018. So, um, I believe there's a loss to a 15 seed thrown in there somewhere, isn't there? Middle Tennessee State, 2016. Oh, well, yeah. Any two seed could have lost to that team, though. So, Yeah. that's. I mean, and it's not like they... Their losses are bad. Like they lost to Syracuse last year, um, and lost to Kansas in twenty seventeen. But um, after going twenty nine and four and twenty nine and five um, in those seasons, I think you should be able to pull out a couple wins there. But anyway, yeah. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the top four teams of each region. Uh, then you can react to them based on like if you think someone's too low, too high, whatever. Okay. Um, and, and who who you are leaning towards coming out of the region, something like that. Um, and then after we talk like briefly about that, we can just go through that whole list of our one through sixteen seeds in that region, uh, and then we'll continue to do the same thing for the other three regions. Uh, again, this is our bracket that we made. Uh, we used our. It's honestly mostly eye test, but also some resume comparisons. Um, and believe it or not, it actually worked out pretty close to Joe Lenardi's, which we're pretty proud of. Um, <laughs> So our our top four seeds in the East, we have Duke as the one, Michigan as the two, LSU as the three, Kansas as the four. So any reactions to those? Uh, that's a tough bracket. That's a tough region. <laughs> <laughs> um, anytime you have Kansas as a four seed, um, it's going to be tough to get out of. There, There's a caveat for each team and why they're ranked the way they are. Um, but still, nonetheless, this is going to be very difficult. LSU is going to be interesting because his, if Will Wade is, if his begging comes true and he can get back and coach and Javante Smart can play, um, that's a dangerous, dangerous team. Um, they have a ton of talent there, a lot of size. They play defense, uh, and if Javante Smart, if um, Trayvon Waters, if Skyler Mays, if someone gets hot, um, watch out. So, um, LSU is an interesting team to keep an eye on them to see what's going on. Um, because if Javante Smart and Will Wade aren't there, uh, and they're matched up with who we think they they're matched up with, they may lose first round. So, um, interesting team to look out for there. Kansas for me, I think, still has the capability of getting out. Um, they have really good players. Quentin Grimes is playing better. Um, Devon Dotson's really able to run the show. Um, a lot of times it comes down to point guard play in a tournament. So um, interesting there. And, and they play another tough team in the first round, according to us. So um, I don't know. In Michigan, uh, if if they get their offense going, uh, they could be the best team in the country um, because of how well they play on defense. Yeah, and we talked about point guard play, like you just said, and I said this whole time that point guards win in March. And once I give you this full bracket, you'll understand that this is loaded with point guards in the East. <laughs> I mean, we got some of the top point guards in the country playing all in this bracket. It's like um, 60, for LSU, yeah. Javante, yeah, Javante Smart, it should be back. He played in their last game. He should be eligible the rest of the year. LSU is pretty happy with um, how he communicated with them and what he did. Basically, Will Wade suspended because he chose not to uh, interview with LSU and just to interview with the NCA investigation. Um, and they felt like that was the wrong choice, so they're suspending him for that reason, uh, basically saying he didn't cooperate, and Javante Smart chose to cooperate with LSU, so they basically say he's good. Um, so I think he'll be with them for the rest of the season. I don't think Will Wade will ever coach for LSU again, um, and if you watch their game against, help me out, Florida, right? Yeah, Florida, they lost too, which I also um, predicted. Anyway. <laughs> They're nice, <laughs> a subtle jab in there. Um, uh, their head coach took the worst possible, not worst possible, but he took a very bad technical late in the game that, right, right when the tides were turning, that I don't want to say cost him, but it wasn't a good time to take a technical. Um, so that doesn't give me any confidence whatsoever that he knows what he's doing on the sideline. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, the teams in this bracket, I'll give you the rest of it. So uh, I'll go by matchup. We have Duke-Iona. 
in the 116. 8-9, we have Baylor, Florida, 5-12, and this would be my favorite matchup. Marquette, Murray State, give me Howard against John Morant all day long. Um, Kansas in the 4-13 matchup against Old Dominion. 6-11 would be Cincinnati against the winner of Belmont. Shout out, Belmont. We got you in the tournament. Don't worry. <laughs> against TCU and Dayton, they'd have to play that game in the first four. Um, and then the winner of that game would play Cincinnati in the 6-11 matchup. LSU, UC Irvine, 3-14. Mississippi State, Iowa, 7-10. Iowa backdoored their way into the tournament and got lucky that the bubble stunk. And Michigan-Montana in the two fifteen matchup. So any matchups stick out to you? Any teams stick out to you? Uh, well, you, t- you touched on Marquette Murray State. I think that's going to be um, one of the best games of the the f- first weekend. Um, just a ton of talent in the front co- or in the back court um, with Marcus Howard, John Morant. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how how, how that matchup works out. I like uh, Old Dominion. Um, shout out to their coach. He he just got diagnosed with uh, prostate cancer and had a huge tournament win. Uh, under or they were very undervalued there and um, beat was Western Kentucky, right? Yeah, knocked off Syracuse in the dome this year too. Yeah, so I mean, Old Dominion's um, had quite a season, especially with what their coach is going through. So that could really impact the game uh, with the kid, the guys playing for him. Uh, Belmont TCU, if that actually happens, that would that would be really fun. Um, Sort of game on Wednesday or Thursday or whatever, Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think teams that right now I would guarantee to lose is Iowa. <laughs> um, <laughs> Iowa's been pretty bad lately. You could say more than that. They've been horrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they just they don't look like a tournament team at all. Mississippi State's turned it around a little bit. Um, Playing, playing much better in the SEC, and I just think they're head and shoulders above Iowa. With that being said, Iowa's probably going to win. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I never get seven ten. I get wrong every single time. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think LSU UC Irvine will be fun too. UC Irvine's a very good team. Uh, they've ran through their conference, uh, ran through the conference tournament, and didn't blink uh, through either one. Uh, so I think they can really put up a fight there, especially if times get tight at the end of the game with the new coach. It's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Also, I have some uh, percentage facts that I'll do when we do our actual bracket of like how frequently a seed wins over another seed. Um, so remind me to do that when we get the real bracket. But um, I, I think the East, basically the, the thing that sticks out to me is there's a lot of teams in this region that have really gone through rough patches in the season, but they're also loaded with talent. Like Marquette, had to, they had four games left, and all they had to do was win one of them to, for a share of the Big East at least. And if they beat Villanova straight up, they would have won the Big East. They literally lost the Big East outright by losing four straight games. Villanova won the regular season Big East by going three and five down the stretch. Like, the, the whole conference just backed their way in. So if Marquette, with their talent, could ever figure it out again like they did halfway through the year um, as a five seed, that's crazy. But unfortunately, they have to run into John Morant in the first round. So um, Kansas, another team that's loaded with talent, like you said. LSU loaded with talent. Michigan, who knows what you're going to get out of Michigan. Um, Cincinnati's a six seed. is crazy because they're going to whoop some team that is just not going to want to see them. Uh, like an LSU-Cincinnati matchup, I would love to watch. I think they'd beat the crap out of each other. Um but, yeah, I, I don't know. That's a region I think I'm skeptical for Duke, if that ever works out, especially that second second game. Um, I think they'll be fine with Iona. But that second game with Baylor or Florida, specifically Florida, I think, because Florida has probably top 10 most talented roster in the country. And if they just put one game together, it's going to be a serious problem. Yeah, Florida's a team to look out for sure. Uh, we said in our SEC podcast that they have the talent to do it. They just have to put it together and, they're really putting it together now. Um, got robbed against Auburn. Um, Andrew Nemhart got mauled. Uh, Absolutely crushed. <laughs> and no foul. He pulled, pulled his whole arm off the ball while you're like, shooting. Like, obviously, he's not going to make that. That's foul. <laughs> Literally three people like, hammering him and didn't get a call. But anyway, uh, Florida's really putting it together. And I think 
they can be a dangerous team um, for any anybody. But if they're uh, playing a one seed second round, that's that's dangerous because it's you get one day to prepare, um, and even sometimes that they may not play the same day. So it, it's yep. going to be very dangerous uh, for any team for Florida. Yeah, and if you want to send me freezing cold takes for saying there's no way Florida made the tournament about a month ago, they have freaking 15 losses. They shouldn't be in the tournament, but this tournament stinks on the bubble, so they're a nine seed. They're not even in Dayton. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, we're good with the East. We'll go to the South now. Played in Louisville. Um, This is Virginia as our one seed. I'll do the same thing, so one through four, and then we'll go through the whole thing. Um, So our one seed's Virginia. Two seed is Gonzaga, three seed is Houston, and four seed is Kansas State. So what sticks out? Um, this is an interesting, interesting region. I think very different teams, um, and ton of talent, but it's more about working hard, especially defensively. In this in this region, uh, Virginia always think of defense. Uh, Gonzaga is really good on defense as well. Brandon Clark, probably one of the best defensive players in the country. Uh, Houston, they just dog you all all game. Uh, and Kansas State uh, has two out of the top five best defenders in the in the Big Twelve with Barry Brown. And I, I'm a huge fan of Xavier Sneed, so uh, I think defense is going to be huge in this in this region. It's really going to come down to who can score. Uh, who can get past that 55-point mark is going to come out of this region with, with those type of teams. Yeah. Um, it's always interesting to see Virginia's bracket because there's there's always one or two teams that play just like Virginia that end up in their bracket every year. And then, like If you ever see that matchup, it'll be like a 51-50 to dogfight, and that would be the Kansas State-Virginia matchup, I think, um, which would be a Sweet 16 matchup if all seeds held true. Um, but I think the the bottom half of this region with Gonzaga, Houston, um, and then another team. I have Wofford in here, too, as a seven seed in this region. I think Wofford against Gonzaga would be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, but I, I think the bottom half of this region could be could give us some in- interesting games, at least. Uh, but I'll just give you the rest of it. So Virginia against Prairie View A&M or NC Central. I don't want to say those names again. Uh, they're in the play-in and Dayton as a 16 seed. Winner of that gets Virginia. Congratulations, because they're going to whoop the 16 seed no matter who it is after last year. Uh, Seton Hall is the 8 against Ole Miss as the 9. Buffalo St. Mary's in the 5-12. Kansas State, Northern Kentucky, 4-13. Uh, Nevada against St. John's or VCU, who's going to play in Dayton. Winner of that gets Nevada in the 6-11 matchup. Houston, Georgia State, 3-14. Wofford, Washington, 7-10. And Gonzaga against Abilene Christian. 215 matchup which Abilene Christian played well um winning their winning their conference and they looked pretty good um so no walkover for Gonzaga there uh but this feels like a bracket that's really going to stay true to to the seeds I don't think um there's many upset potentials uh this is like the mid-major bracket that like I think you're going to get everyone's playing hard. Like Buffalo will play hard, St. Mary's, uh, Nevada, just because they kind of have to. VCU, if they get there, Houston, Wofford, Washington, Gonzaga. Like all these teams have something to prove, I feel like. Yeah, so you're not going to get a team that overlooks somebody to get to the next round. Um, I think Wofford's an interesting case against Gonzaga uh, if they get by Washington. Uh, that Wofford-Washington is going to be a really good game. Uh, Washington's coming off that tough loss to Oregon. Uh, I think they'll have a lot to prove um, if they even get in now, which is crazy. Hey, Jesus. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Seton Hall, Ole Miss will be a really, really fun game. A lot of good guard play there. Uh, Miles Powell and playing against um, the three guards at Ole Miss. And then... I think maybe Northern Kentucky has a chance to upset Kansas State uh, if Kansas State can't score um, or if Dean Wade's not fully healthy. So there's a potential, but um, as much as I've been down on Nevada all year, I think that would be a perfect draw for them, either St. John's or VCU. St. John's has been awful um, really towards the end of the year. 
Um, and then BCU had a tough loss in their in their region um, right away. And their their best player, Marcus Evans, got hurt too. So uh, they think he's it's a positive outlook to be back soon. But it's like the Zion injury. Uh, who really knows how long he's going to be out. So right. they don't have him. I don't think they have any shot. Yeah, so I think Nevada can get by that. Um, Too bad they have to play Houston in the next round, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Houston is a team that I think can, in that Sweet 16 first Gonzaga really, really push Gonzaga and uh, possibly upset them, uh, even though we don't necessarily think that's a big upset. But Houston's a team to watch in this region. Uh, they have a, I mean, they're just Corey Davis, but everyone else is just so good together. The way they play a team ball, uh, and the way they defend, uh, I think they could be very dangerous um, to not only Gonzaga but also to Virginia if Virginia makes it up. Yeah, and listen, I like Virginia. I have a futures bet on Virginia. I think they're going to be just fine. But the way our bracket sets up, if they have to play Seton Hall in the second round. They're gonna have. They're gonna need to play a plus game and have bring everything they have because first of all, Seton Hall's rolling right now. They, play, I think they played a pretty good game yesterday. Not their best game for sure, but um, before that, they beat Marquette and they've they've run off a, a nice little stretch. Um, but the defense they play with their guards, specifically Miles Kale and Miles Powell, the Miles brothers, um, and Miles Powell's ability to just take over games and big moments and just dominate big games. Um, that's deadly, I think, for Virginia. Uh, I would love to watch that. I really strongly think that the committee is going to, I don't want to say give Virginia a break, but I think they're going to like try not to load up a second game like this for Virginia. Yeah, seriously. I mean, these there's it's funny with these 8-9 seeds that we have. It's like they're either really hot and scary or they're terrible and playing awful. So Yeah, um, like most of, the, most of our 8-9s, were, were 10 and 11 seeds, and then they started winning a few games down the stretch. Um, and then, like, the teams that were 8-9 are the better teams that started sucking and then slid down to 10-11. So um, it's weird. There's, like, a most of the 8-9 teams are pretty hot. Some of them are in there just because there's no other options. <laughs> but, yeah, it's – there's there's no matter how this bracket shakes out, there's going to be some interesting matchups. I promise the first round is going to be intriguing. Even if there's two bad teams playing, it's going to be intriguing. Oh, for sure. Um but do you want to just quick prediction on who you think it gets out of each the first two week we covered? Can you guess who's gonna get out of the East? Yeah, well, I think we're both pretty pretty <laughs> slow on that one. So we got Duke coming out of the East. Um, who do you got coming out of the of the South? Um, this one I think is I, I think there's three options at least for me. I think it would be Virginia, Houston, or Gonzaga. Um, and I think wow. That's loaded. Uh, wow. <laughs> I think I would go. I think I would lean Gonzaga. I think they would. I think if I think if they get a two seed, they're gonna. It's the best option for Gonzaga to get a two seed because I think they're gonna be just locked and ready to go the whole whole time. Um, so I would go with Gonzaga reluctantly. I think any three options are good options. Yeah, and I think I texted you this after Gonzaga lost to St. Mary's. Um, I was I gained more confidence from in Gonzaga after they lost because of Josh Perkins' interview. Um, I've never seen someone more focused and had everything in perspective. Really understood what was at stake, and um, I think Gonzaga comes out of this just really, really focused and getting to that Final Four. Um, and then I'll just throw out a couple of dark horses. So in the East, Flor- Florida, um, somebody that. Um, Damn it! <laughs> could be scary to look out for, um, and then Cincinnati, like you said, um, if they're able to um, defend how they normally defend, and Cumberland's his true self, um, they could could easily make a run. Um, then in the South, for me, uh, not many. I mean, Seton Hall we touched on a little bit. Um, and then I guess Wofford would be one to look out for as well. Uh, someone that they still feel disrespected uh, as a mid-major and can really um, play. I mean, they're led by Cam Jackson, but um, as a team, they have just 
guys that can take over games. So I think um, they'll be an interesting Their own version team. of J.J. Redick, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, I would also throw Buffalo on that mix just because I – so a lot of people in the – like Mac fans, I was looking on Twitter at a lot of stuff about Buffalo and – a lot of the Mac fans were saying that basically Buffalo's overrated, and I think that's pretty funny because Buffalo almost didn't show up to like ninety percent of their Mac games this year, and they obliterated teams in the second half. Like they'd be losing by a couple or tied at halftime, and then they would just smack teams. Um, and so to not basically not be locked in and and not super focused because they knew where they were standing and they knew they'd be fine. Um, to do that and still run through your conference and then just whoop teams in the conference tournament um, and look back to normal, I think that's really dangerous. They're a lot more than normal mid-majors. They have legit five guys that can all score. They all play defense. They all know how to play. Um, so Buffalo's dangerous. Yeah, they have that chemistry too. I mean, they've played together for a while. Um, so I think they can. They they absolutely are dangerous there. Um, especially with Virginia, because I mean they can defend with Virginia, um, but they're they can really score the ball, and I mean they have Massenburg who can really um, put the ball in the bucket. But I mean, like you said, those five guys working together, um, I think, can be dangerous to Virginia. Yeah. So that completes our uh, my our uh, last four in. So it'd be St. John's, VCU, Belmont, and TCU. Uh, currently, I forget who's in. Who's the last team in? Ooh, uh, last team, like the 16 seed? Belmont. No, like the oh. last, uh, last team in the field that's not an automatic qualifier. Yeah. Um, so Belmont Belmont right now is our last seat, team in. So uh, I don't think there's any bid stealers left. Oh, yes, there is. Oregon. There's the Atlantic 10 that we still have to put in because there's a four seed and a five seed, I think, playing each other. Uh, oh, so that's oh, not good. For, that's not, today. Yeah, that's not good for Belmont. <laughs> um, but, anyways, uh, so we'll go to the Midwest now, which is played in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, and our one seed there is going to be Tennessee. This will be our third overall number one seed. That's a, honestly, I think that's if they lose today, I still would have them as a one seed. I might have them as the fourth one seed, but still, I think they'd either be in the Midwest or the West. Um, so. With this, we would have Tennessee as the one, Michigan State as the two, Florida State, who had an amazing ACC tournament as the three, and Virginia Tech as the four. So this this is even more interesting, uh, This how this breaks down. Um, Florida State and Tennessee, I think, are the two that are playing the best. Um, Michigan State, I mean, they're playing great. Uh, like, like I said, I just feel like something's missing. And have a a tough draw second round, I think. So, I I just think Michigan State is going to have a tough time. They're playing tough teams to get through. Uh, Florida State is a dangerous team because of how much size they have. And the way Capengelli's been playing, um, basically lights out from three. Uh, it's scary having that, that big of a guy shooting threes like that. Um but Virginia Tech is a team that will either get upset first round or really make a run. Uh, they have limited rotation, basically playing six guys uh, and all in the uh, backcourt, essentially. So they can be dangerous getting up and down, really scoring, shooting threes, um, or be cold shooting the ball and, and lose that first round matchup. So they're an interesting team to, to look out for. Very hard to predict what they're going to do, but... The way Tennessee played yesterday, uh, I think teams should be scared to be in their, their region. Oh, yeah. So we have Tennessee against Gardner-Webb in the one sixteen matchup. Uh, Syracuse, Ohio State, 8-9. Villanova, Liberty, 5-12. Virginia Tech, Vermont, 4-13. And what I think would be a great matchup. Uh, Wisconsin, Oklahoma, 6-11. Florida State, Harvard, 3-14. Auburn, Utah State, 7-10. Michigan State, Bradley, 2-15. And also, if Auburn does end up winning the SEC and beat Tennessee after beating uh, Florida and do they be first round? Who, Tennessee? No, uh, Auburn. Oh, Auburn beat um, Missouri, I believe. South Carolina. South Carolina, same thing. Um, so, <laughs> so as a seven seed right now, I if they do win the 
to see I would move them up to the six line. Uh, probably knock out Nevada from the six line and put them on the seven line. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, Virginia Tech needs to get Justin Robinson back. Um, I still have no idea how that's working out. He's still in walking boot as far as I know. Um, but in order to make a legit run of the tournament, they absolutely need him back. Uh, but that 4-13 matchup, we've talked about it a lot, but we really like Vermont. Um, Vermont played amazing yesterday. And I think that matchup is those two teams would be pretty even because they play the same type of style. Um, both are pretty undersized, a lot of the guards, uh, a lot of a lot of perimeter-oriented offense. But, um, yeah, that would be a lot of fun to watch. And then um, Ohio State, I think a lot of teams have them, or a lot of bracket people have them in the 10-11 line. Um, they lost three straight games without their best player, Caleb Wesson. If you're going to give Duke the benefit of the doubt of not having Zion, you have to give Ohio State the same thing because when he was back, they looked pretty good. Um, so that's why I have them higher than most. But, um, yeah, I think I think Tennessee-Syracuse matchup in the second round would be almost cheating because I feel like that's cheating Tennessee by giving them such such difficult matchup. But the, we, I can't say enough that the 7 through 10 teams are just all so weird. <laughs> yeah, well, I think Tennessee would really rip through that Syracuse zone just because Grant Williams does some of his best work around the foul line. Uh, and anytime you get the ball on the foul line against a 2 3 zone um, and have someone who's able to either make a pass out of it or take a shot or get to the rim uh, the way Grant Williams can, it's going to be very difficult to defend. Uh, and then if Schofield's shooting the way he's been shooting all season and Jordan Bones playing the way he's been playing lately, uh, I don't think Syracuse has a shot. But I think uh, an interesting matchup is Auburn-Utah State. Uh, Auburn doesn't – I mean, they have Okiki, who's um, a really good big, um, but Kata on Utah State is really good. Got a lot of length, plays with a ton of energy. Uh, so I think that would be a really interesting matchup. Um, Auburn, Utah State, first round. And whoever gets out of that, um, Michigan State might continue the trend of losing a game right in the second round um, because both those teams are playing well um, and play with a lot of energy and can really um, score the ball but also defend. So uh, I, I think Michigan State gets a tough draw here. Um, and not taking anything against Bradley, but I don't think they have any problem there. But yeah, yeah, they like, were a five seed in their own conference, so don't yeah. worry about that. <laughs> yeah. um, Oklahoma's a team that I think stinks. Uh, and <laughs> yep. <laughs> them playing um, Wisconsin, I think Wisconsin's going to handle them pretty easily. Uh, Vermont and I think Liberty are the two teams to look out for um, for upsets here. Um, Anthony Lamb, I think, can really take it to Virginia Tech, especially if Robinson's not there. Um, and, and Liberty... We've talked at length about Villanova's inconsistency this year, um, and they've had a history of losing early. So I think uh, those two are the sort of the big upsets there, but I think Florida State is the, the mystery team here. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I was just about to say I would pick a Liberty-Vermont second-round matchup for sure. I think Liberty's going to handle Villanova because they play like Virginia. Villanova already has inconsistent scoring as it is besides – Booth and Pascal, and they kind of just isolate and go at people. Um, so Liberty's going to – that's how Liberty wants you to play, basically. Um, again, we'll get more into these teams when the actual bracket comes out because we'll be able to, like, actually talk through matchups. But uh, for my teams to come out of this region, um, I think you would have a Florida State-Tennessee matchup, which I would be very intrigued with because Florida State just sends length on length on length at you. Um, and I would like to see how Grant Williams handles that because he has struggled against LSU a little bit and, and uh, Kentucky a little bit. Struggled is a weird word to use because he still had like 15 and something in those games, but um, just not – he hasn't he didn't play his normal way that he plays. But that would be your Elite Eight matchup for me. Um, but, yeah, like I think you nailed it. Tennessee is, is scary right now. They have a laser focus. And um, we said on our Twitter account yesterday that basically the scariest thing for me with – Tennessee is that how much they just believe in themselves that they truly think they're the best team in the country um, and no matter what the situation is they think they're going to win the game and I think that's pretty much the most dangerous mindset another team could think 
about going into a game against Tennessee. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we both have Tennessee coming out of this, correct? Yeah, I do. Um, any underdogs that you think can make it out? Um, not really. Uh-huh. I, I don't really like Auburn that much just because I think they rely so much on the three. Like, they literally just start to shoot threes. Um, so that always scares me. I, I am reluctant to pick three-point shooting teams, which I think is funny because everyone says Duke doesn't have a shot because they can't shoot threes. But, like, nobody ever picks shooting teams come March, so that's interesting to me. Uh, but I think I think a lot of the lower seeds, like, I think Utah State has a chance. Um, basically, they just need to keep Keita out of foul trouble, and they will against Auburn because Auburn doesn't go into the lane. Um, but then him against Michigan State would be interesting because they just have so many bodies. Uh, Nick Ward should be back. I think really the only team I could see that, like, higher seeded team making a legit run would be Syracuse, to be honest. And they'd have to play Tennessee second round. I don't like that at all. Yeah, for me, I think with the path that they have to take um, and their experience, I think Wisconsin's an interesting team in this region. Uh, obviously, having Ethan Happ helps. But if um, Trice can shoot the ball the way he did in the beginning of the season, um, if Davidson can, can really bring in that energy, uh, and Colby King, um, Khalil Iverson, if they can bring something offensively, uh, they, they can be an interesting team. Because uh, Florida State, I mean, they, they can play really, really well, or they can get frustrated and miss a lot of shots and lose by 20 like they did last night. So I think if they can get through Florida State uh, and end up playing Utah State or Auburn in the next round, uh, I think they get some real momentum going into Tennessee. So, And with Ethan Happ and Nate Reavers against um, Grant Williams and Kyle Alexander, I think that's an interesting matchup. So just a team to keep an eye on. So we'll go to our last region, which is the West in Anaheim, California. Um, and the team, or one seed in this region is UNC. Two seed is Kentucky. Sorry, couldn't really put Kentucky anywhere else. Uh, three seed is Texas Tech, and four seed is Purdue. Yeah, this the these top three seeds. Um, if before this, if they were all in different different regions, I could see all three of those teams make the Final Four and now they're all in the same region. So this is going to be really, really interesting. Uh, it's really going to be a coin flip on who, who you pick to make out of this because I think each team has the talent to make a, a Final Four. It's just they have to play each other. So And then Purdue's, uh, I think, going to struggle, uh, at least in the second game. But... Yeah, I mean, it's it really comes down to these three three teams. I think for sure one of these teams is in the Final Four. I don't think there's going to be any higher seed get through one of these teams. I should have wrote down St. John's twice. <laughs> I just <laughs> noticed that. <laughs> We're going to just switch out St. John's for Oregon and nobody's going to notice. Um, all right. <laughs> so <laughs> the reason I said sorry back to work here the reason I said sorry about Kentucky is because uh, the committee tries to put teams together that haven't played this year um, and so Kentucky has played Duke they obviously played Tennessee twice um, and they've played North Carolina they didn't play Virginia but Gonzaga also has played North Carolina Tennessee and Duke so Gonzaga or Kentucky has to be the two seed with Virginia um, it would have been easy if Gonzaga was the one because then you could just put Kentucky with them and then they played each other this year and that would work out fine. But since both these teams are the two, it makes it tough. Um, and so they would have to stick Kentucky with with either UNC or Duke, basically. Um, and I think they would choose UNC because I think they want to see the Duke-Kentucky potential of a championship matchup instead of a Elite Eight matchup. Um, so that's why UNC gets the short end of the stick here. Um but, yeah, so the rest of the bracket works out to be UNC against, what the heck is this, Fairleigh Dickinson or North Dakota State, Yikes. Uh, UCF and Minnesota in the 8-9 matchup, Iowa State, New Mexico State, 5-12, Purdue Northeastern, 4-13, Louisville, Oregon, 6-11. Ha-ha, slip that one right in there. Uh, Texas, 
Texas Tech, St. Bonaventure, 314, Maryland, Arizona State, 710, and Kentucky against Colgate in the 215 matchup. Shout out Colgate, first time since like the mid-80s or mid-90s or something that they've done in the tournament. Yeah, and shout out to but, Pat Sorry, Pat you have to play Kentucky now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. But shout out to Pat Moore again, the assistant coach. Um, he played there, and then now he's back as a coach, and he's uh, made the tournament for the first time. So, um, good for him there. But this is, I think this is my favorite favorite region, just because there's so many good matchups here. Um, UCF Minnesota is interesting, because Taco Falls 7-5, and then um, Minnesota doesn't really have any bigs. Obviously not quite that size, but... Um, I mean, they have their freshman at the center. That uh, it's got good size, but it's really Jordan Murphy. So it'll be an interesting matchup there. Um, but I think Maryland Arizona State is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, get to see. Yeah, which? What's that? Team can suck less. Yeah. Which team can <laughs> suck less? Exactly. Um, but Oregon Louisville, the way Oregon's playing, uh, I think will be a very good good matchup here. Uh, and then Purdue-Iowa State, I think, we'll, we'll get through. I wouldn't be shocked if one of those teams gets upset, but um, that'll be an interesting second round. And then eventually when we get to the Sweet 16 and Elite 8, that's when this region really is going to be. Uh, I can see buzzer beaters here, um, a lot of close, close games. So I, I, I just think it's the top three seeds that get out of here, one of those teams. Yeah, all I'm saying is bet on Iowa State at your own peril because good luck figuring that team out. I got nothing. I like the team, and I still can't get them figured out. Um, they either win the Big 12. So I did not at all know this. I guess I didn't pay close enough attention to the Big 12 last couple of years, but they've won four of the last big or four of the last six Big 12 tournaments. Yeah. Like, in what world did that ever happen? I know. I'm. I remember like George Niang and. Uh, Monte Morris, Kane dude, that was like, yeah, Monte Morris, and they had like, I think he was number, they had Melvin oh. Hedgem who was really good. Yeah, like, um, and and you remember Kane, yeah, number fifty. His last name was Kane, I think. Yeah, it's, um, I can't remember his first name off the top. I of my can't head. think. Of, yeah, me either. But um, yeah, so they're loaded again. They have a ton of talent, but I got nothing. I can't figure that team out for anything. Um, I'm with you. I think the winner comes down to UNC, Texas Tech, or Kentucky. Um, Texas Tech, Kentucky in the Sweet 16 is just a remarkable game. Um, I have no idea where I would go with that one. I guess Kentucky just because they have more. Um, but honestly, I, I've picked Kentucky all year long, and I'm going to stick to it. But I think UNC has the best chance to come out of this region. Um, Kentucky's not in the spot I thought they'd be in right now. They're struggling a little bit more than I thought. Um, Ashton Higgins, for me, hasn't made the jump I think he should have made yet. Um, there's still plenty of time, but yeah, I think uh, I'm going to pick Kentucky just to stay true with, with my pick all year, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if UNC is the one coming out of this region. Yeah, this is this is really difficult to, to pick. I think it, it, I think it will come down. I don't know. <laughs> it's so hard. Um, <laughs> I think with Kentucky Tech Tech playing so early and then the winner coming out of that, they're either going to feel good about themselves, like, yeah, it's kind of like a mini championship for them, and run into UNC, who's just blowing through the, that top half of the region. Um, or they they say Texas Tech beats Kentucky, and now they're even more focused and really want to take it to UNC. So I can see it going either way. Um, but with that being said, I'm taking UNC um, out of this. Uh, region, I think, like we've said multiple times already, comes down to a point guard play. Um, I like Kobe White more than Matt Mooney and um, Ashton Higgins. I, I think he brings a lot. He's very dynamic for them, and I think he's the X factor. Uh, and if he's able to get up and transition, there's no stopping him. So uh, I just think it UNC comes out of this one. Yeah, and Kobe White really wants that second matchup with Ashton Higgins. Comes made him on like a high school point guard last time they played, so um, I think he wants some redemption for that for sure. I'm pretty sure that was the game Higgins had eight steals, absurd. Oh yeah, um, but 
for me, for for an upset type potential, um, Oh, did you lose you, Zach? I think New Mexico State, Iowa State, huh? <laughs> I think we lost you there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so you said upset potential, then kind of cut out. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> are, are we still recording or not? <laughs> Yeah, I can cut this part, but <laughs> no, it's all good. so so the the better <laughs> the team I think has the best chance of the upset is a five seed in the Iowa State just because they have the most talent. That's not really much of an upset, but to see the five seed in the final four could be an upset. Not saying that will happen because um, I think the best the best uh, double digit seed that has a chance is New Mexico State, who's playing Iowa State in the first round. So really, the winner of that game I think has the best chance to advance farther than. Uh, at least predicted, but I think this this region comes down to just the better teams, really, in the end. Yeah, for sure, and just to throw another team out there, um, a team I've been high on a lot, a lot of the year, is Louisville. I think if they can put it all together, uh, I can see them making a little bit of a run there, uh, but this is if just... If they blow another 20-point lead, I think I, I would quit as a Louisville fan. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but yeah, uh, this is a, this is going to be a fun region for sure. All right. So there's our, there's our mock bracket. Um, we're more or less going to do the same thing again when the new bracket comes out, just like actually break down the matchups, um, try to get, as, we'll have our own perfect bracket, but we'll try to get you guys as close to a perfect bracket as we can. <laughs> yeah. We got to save the money for us. Yeah, we need to be millionaires and win those million-dollar bracket challenges, so you guys can just have one loss, and that'll work out just fine for everybody. <laughs> um, but, so, do you want to just pick our conference champions for today's game now? Yeah, so, um, we'll go in order of when they play, so Harvard Yale is about to tip off. Um, I'm going to pick Yale for this game, I know Harvard's favorite, but... I'm just a big fan of Oni. Um, I think he's a very dynamic scorer, um, really good guard, and I think he carries them through. Yeah, I'm going with Yale too. Um, I believe the game is at Yale, uh, so that's part of it. But also, Oni is the 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 pro in the game, um, so I'm just gonna go with the the better player. And Harvard's been great this year. They've, I think they've surprised a lot of people, but. Um, I think Yale gets this one done. For some reason, Harvard is favored by three and a half. Um, I would. You got two minutes. Are they really? Yeah. ESPN says Yale is favored by four, so that's pretty funny. Huh. Maybe I don't know. I'll look. Well, you pick the other one. I'll look in a different place. All right. So the the next game after that is um, sort of a surprise. Uh, who's playing in this game? St. Louis first St. Bonaventure. Um, St. Louis has been really hot through this tournament, uh, really taking it to uh, Davidson, beating David Dayton. Um, so both are picks to win that that conference, um, and they really had no problem with them. So I'm going to stay with the hot team and pick St. Louis over St. Bonnie's. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing as you. St. Louis's defense is really good. Um, uh, they're the defensive player of the year in the conference, and they also have a decent enough offense um, to like. They're not going to score set like seventy five, eighty or anything, but they can keep a team under under sixty, and then just barely break sixty themselves. Um, so they'll play close competitive games. But yeah, I like St. Louis in this game as well. And also, Yale is favored by four, and St. Bonaventure is favored by two. So I would say that Yale Harvard game, I guarantee you, ends on a buzzer beater. And St. Louis, St. Bonaventure, I think St. Louis wins by five. Yeah. Yeah, I think St. Louis should be, uh, you should take that underdog, or take that, take the points with that one. Um, the next game after that, or at playing the same time as that one, is Auburn at, um, with Tennessee. Uh, I just think Tennessee is much better. 
Um, and I'm going to stick with my SEC pick and pick Tennessee. Yeah, they're, they're a team on a mission. That's uh, I think Auburn's running into a buzzsaw. I think Tennessee's going to win that game. I don't want to say easily, but pretty handedly. Yeah, it's going to be close, but I think Tennessee isn't sweating at all um, throughout the entire game. Um, then after that, the 2 o'clock Eastern game, um, Texas Arlington at Georgia State. Um, Texas Arlington, a little bit of surprise getting there. But uh, I think they run into the best team in that conference, and, and Georgia State wins pretty easily. Damn, picking a one seed. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> that's two straight one uh-huh. seed. Or no, Tennessee was a two seed. Never mind. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Texas Arlington just because their conference, they finished their conference record 12 and 6, um, one game behind Georgia State, but they're like half the conference. It's like the MAC. Pretty much every team had the same record. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going against the one seed just because I feel like that's the way it's supposed to work out. <laughs> um, and then part three of Cincinnati Houston. Uh, I think Houston's just a better team. So I am sticking with Houston, another one seed. That's two in a row. <laughs> I'm with you on this one. I think Houston's just better than Cincinnati. Um, nothing against Cincinnati, but I think there's a reason Houston won both those games the way they did uh, during the season. I think they're just better, and they're going to get it done. They've Also, Cincinnati struggling with Wichita State kind of made me nervous. Um, Houston struggling against Memphis might look bad on the surface, but Memphis was at home and was playing really well. Uh, and they still managed to escape out of that one. So Houston's rolling right now, um, and I think they're significantly better than Cincinnati. Yep. Um, and then the the last game uh, of the day uh, before the committee gets together and puts the final bracket in is probably the best game of the day, uh, Michigan against Michigan State for the Big Ten. Uh, I think this is Michigan's time to revenge the regular season. I think they're really going to put their game together, play offensive, a good offensive game, and really defend Michigan State well. Uh, the big matchup is Teske, see how he can handle um, the bigs with Xavier Tillman, Kenny Goins, and those guys. So um, I, I like Michigan here in a close one. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think Michigan State can uh, win three times in this you don't, you don't see rivalry games like this where three three wins happen even though I just picked Houston and so did you. But um, this, I think Michigan just has to win just because they have to. So they're going to find a way to get it done in a close, hard-fought game uh, and, and definitely keep Michigan State off the one line with that. Yeah, so um, that's the games for today. Um, we should have this out in the middle of the Yale-Harvard game. So... Um, look out for um, the selection Sunday. See how we compare to them, uh, and be ready for our breakdown. We got a lot of good stuff coming um, to really help you through your bracket. So um, let us know what you think. Uh, let us know um, if you want us to break down a matchup even more than we do, or um, anything like that. So anything else, Zach? Yeah, we should go pat in this bracket so when they release it and it's the exact same as ours, you can sue them. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good way to get some money. Then we can help these people by giving them the perfect bracket instead of just keeping, like, one game different. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I like that. Um, but, yeah, just just look for We'll help you with the bracket, we promise. We'll, we'll have a good one for you this year. Yeah, and I promise our track record is very good with, when it comes down <laughs> to the bracket. Um Maybe a little better than when Zach started picking college games in the beginning of the year. <laughs> I, I rounded that out full circle. I just got hot towards the end, and then we stopped picking, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, we got hot at the right time, like like, like we're supposed to do. Um, exactly. But yeah, definitely share this with your friends. Um, or if you're in the same bracket, don't share it with them. <laughs> <laughs> you can share our bracket with them, but then once the real one comes out, don't don't let them know. Yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, so that's that. Um, anything else? I'm good. All right, well, we'll see you in a couple of days.
shit. Sorry if I'm blunt, but your boy kind of fake. Just need a chick to throw it back when I'm lazy. Love it or hate it, doing my two steps. Looking fresh from the shoes to the cruise. Man, it ain't until yet. Make a run before we run out. Party all night till the sun's out. Hack we don't with basics. Got the cups lined up in the basement. Party hard till the cops show up. Get out on the floor. 